and welcome to another inaugural episode of the Deadlight Society. I'm Adam. And I'm Michael. We're two losers navigating the world of horror, one podcast at a time. Uh, today we're going to be talking about the brand new 2000... Fuck. It's alright, you gotta edit. 2022 <laughs> Netflix original, Choose or Die. First as a little introduction, Michael, I'm, we've been friends since we were literally in kindergarten so there's Mm. not much that we don't really know about each other at this point but uh what was like your first experience with horror and uh like first horror movie that you watched um i'd probably pet cemetery when i was very young and kujo um i grew up with my grandmother so those were kind of like the movies that you know we really like to watch um, I can't say that I really grew up on a really big horror background because I, I didn't. It was just like those two movies that I can remember specifically. Probably wasn't until I was in, you know, like high school ish was when I started branching off and watching them myself. And that's when I was like, oh, damn, like these are really cool. Um, some of them scared the shit out of me, though, like um, Insidious and like those type of movies. I remember watching those in high school and being scared shitless, even though like watching them back now, they're still scary, but like. I feel like I've definitely overreacted coming from, like, a new perspective into horror. I think my first time watching Insidious was actually with you. Yeah, was you Insidious cried. Was... Did I cry? <laughs> you cried. <laughs> <laughs> I had already watched it, like, two or three times before that, so I didn't cry, but you cried. Dude, I was so bad with horror for a while. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, my first was Halloween. I was, I was probably eight or nine years old. And, uh, I think it was AMC Fear Fest one of, like, the first years of... Not the first years that they were doing, but, like, soon. I know my dad knew that, like, horror movies on AMC every October. So that would be on TV, like, nonstop. <laughs> but the night that Halloween came on, he, like, turned it on. He's like, you're watching this with me. <laughs> Damn. And uh, so me, my mom, and my dad, I fucking horrified. The scariest shit that I've ever seen in my entire <laughs> life. Like, we had a little woven blanket, and I was just peering out of like, the holes in it, just cowering in a corner of the sofa. It was awful. I feel like that's probably how it was with me with Pet Cemetery too, but only because we literally had a Pet Cemetery in our backyard, yeah. where we buried all of our animals, so it was like... <laughs> is my dog gonna like come to life like after watching this movie like is that really a thing so i think that was kind of like more like psychological on my part but i can't say i was scared of those movies like it was just like they were cool to watch like we watched them all the time and if you count stand by me i mean it's not really a horror but the the psychological aspect of that at the end those were like movies that i grew up on so see but I can't say much about Sam. It is a Stephen King story. But yeah, it's not scary, though. Yeah, it's, it's just fairly it's horror. The, yeah. <laughs> I guess, nah, even seeing that as a kid, it could fuck with you a little bit. I feel like the, the dead body at the end yeah. and, like, that whole thing, like, as a child, yeah. But, like, 100%. it's just a good movie. But, like, that's kind of where I grew up, like, in the horror franchises, just Pet Cemetery and Cujo and, like, things like that. So Stephen King kind of background but not really because i didn't watch much more than that like i can't tell you christine or any of those like iconic movies from him because we didn't watch those ones but like the ones that we did i I remember yeah that's pretty much like the same background that i had with uh stephen king like first horror because my mom was a stephen king fan before i was born so i 
grew up around like the Stephen King books just being like in existence and like, ooh, what's this? <laughs> and just kind of like looking at the covers, like, yeah, piqued my interest. But of course, I was always I was scared shitless of the kid of like yeah. everything. But then once I think like high school hit around there, and I started to like mellow out <laughs> people, like, uh, like that's when horror started taking on being like, I kind of really like. Yeah. No, I remember exactly what it was. It was those um, Cirque du Freak books. I, I read those in middle school, yeah, and then that was too. when my love of horror really started to kick off. Yeah. It started with like vampires and shit. And I guess you could the Goosebumps. I was gonna say that too because I collected yeah. Goosebumps books when I was really little too. I didn't read all of them, but I read quite a few. And I used to just love like it, just the story behind them and like the even though they're really not that scary because they're aimed for children and like the yeah. younger audience. But I feel like that was probably my first introduction then, besides like Cujo and, and um, Pet Cemetery would be, you know, going to the Goodwills with my grandmother and looking for these Goosebump books all the time. Like I'd try and mm-hmm. find the new ones. And I have, still to this day, I'm missing like seven books, but I'm still on the search. But uh, <laughs> that's probably my, my first, yeah, the, the books. And you I never... did read the, the, those uh, Second to Freak books too. Yeah. You never read, like, any of the Fear Street or Nightmare no. Hall or anything? I have some of them, but I never read them. Because it was just, like, I was, like, a, a whore for Goosebumps. <laughs> you can describe it. Like, I was, like, a crackhead for those books. But, no, I wasn't really big into, like, I guess the artist in general, like, R.L. Stein and his entire work. Like, I wasn't really interested in all of it. Like, I, I'm more interested in today. Like, I do want to eventually get all the Fear Street books as well. But... It was just like goosebumps. Like it was something about like the, the happiness at those books and just collecting them. But mm-hmm. just that, yeah. That, well, that's like as my... you grow older too, like you start noticing like where the influence of like those horror stories and stuff comes from. And yeah. like as you start looking at horror like as a genre, like when you can read those stories as an adult and look at it as like a bigger picture, I think it brings a sense of like more wonderment to it almost. I don't know if it even makes sense the way I'm explaining. <laughs> but like when you, it goes for everything. When you know the influences of something, like you can yeah. love it so much deeper. Yeah. And I think it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. Like not only nostalgia, obviously, but you have those connections to the influence now. Yeah. Yeah. True. Um. All right. Now the way the podcast is going to work is, we're going to have our introduction. Obviously, we're going to talk about movies, what we're watching that day. We're going to take a break, and while live recording the podcast, we're going to be watching the movie and coming back at the end with our review. Now, every single review is going to have spoilers. This is just a warning up front. Every single episode is full of spoilers. We're not taking spoilers out. Everything's going to be in there. If you don't want spoilers, don't listen to the podcast. Sorry, that's or go watch the movie and then come back. Or yeah, or yeah. watch the movie and come back. That works too. <laughs> but uh, we were talking about our fear flop rating. Do you want to take that away? Yeah. So you know we were going back and forth between what to name the podcast, and we eventually did the Google Forms, and we came to realize that the audience wanted the Deadlight Society. So that's what we chose. That's our, our name of the podcast. But instead, we've now incorporated one of the other names that we could have chosen, Fear Flop, into a segment into our podcast. Basically, it's just going to be a watch or don't 
rating. So, yeah. I mean, probably just do like a 1 to 10, like, you know, 10 obviously being the best and 1 being, you know, absolute garbage. I but... would honestly, like, the way I might do it is do like a 10 fear and yeah. like a 1 through 10 fear and then like a 1 through 10 flop and like... Or that, I mean, a whatever. A 10 flop is like... Yeah. Please don't Please ever don't watch, watch this it. movie. <laughs> Throw it in the trash. Set yeah. it on fire. <laughs> uh, I feel like you probably won't get many of those from me because I'm very lenient when it comes to movies. I'm really, I love just about any movie that is brought my way. I only have a few that I can think of that I don't like, which we'll get into those when we get to those movies. But um, I'm definitely going to pick apart a lot. Yeah, so he's going to be bad cop and I'm good cop, just so y'all know. So, But that's how that's going to work. We'll give you a fear of flop rating at the end. So part two of the podcast, when we start talking about the movie, once we watch it, um, we'll give you that. Um, yeah, but until then, follow us on our Discord community page, Facebook page, wherever you want to get a yeah. hold. And email us at deadlightsociety at gmail.com. All right, let's start getting into our choose or die pre-information. Do you want to read the music, movie, descript- movie description? Yes, sir. All right, so like I said, we're doing Choose or Die, which just came out April 15th. Yeah, literally yesterday. This just came yeah, out. yesterday for us, a few days ago for you guys when this podcast released. But um, uh, the description of it is a broke student who plays an obscure 1980s survival computer game in pursuit of an unclaimed $100,000 prize. After a series of unexpectedly terrifying moments, she soon realizes she's no longer playing for the money, but for her own life. So it's just kind of a little uh, background of what you're going to watch um, if you choose to watch it. Um, I think that it's a pretty good, you know, idea. Like, I feel like that's going to be interesting. I definitely like the idea of it, especially going into, like, the retro boom that we kind of are now. Like, Stranger Things kicked it off in 2016. Yeah. And we've, like, had this 80s revival lately. Yeah. So I think, like, going into the old school horror and, like, NES, Commodore 64 kind of era. Like, it was just it was meant to happen at some point. Yeah, before. absolutely. I mean, we've already kind of had it in the past, but... I think it's, it gives me uh, Jumanji vibes a little bit. Yeah, that's, that's like what <laughs> I was seeing in, like, some of, like, people's information, that pre-screen and whatever else. They were all like, yeah, this is just horror Jumanji. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, hey, I'm down for it, though, because I like Definitely. the Jumanji. I mean, I like the original one more, but I, I did appreciate what they did with the new ones. But i um, curious to see how this one will play out when you give it a more spooky aspect to it and some... If anybody's seen the trailer, there's definitely some, uh, some kills in there that look a little interesting. And yeah, we were talking earlier about it, and it's definitely like Saw vibes. Yeah, sure yeah. With it. They definitely look a little creepy, <laughs> so if you're not into, you know, gore, it might not... not be best for you, but uh, it's... Uh... I love slasher movies with a passion, but the one thing that I always am like, kind of hesitant with is like when it starts getting like the torture porn-ish, kind of. Yeah. Like Saw, I'm like, eh. Yeah. Like, the first one is a masterpiece, and I love it. It's a perfect movie but uh like after that it kind of gets <laughs> yeah, it's some of them, a little yeah, too gross yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's very gory so <laughs> i mean i can't tell you what this one's gonna be like but just from the, the few things that they've shown on the trailer it looks like it's gonna be pretty gory so i mean we'll let you know part two um after we watch it but uh, if you haven't checked out the trailer definitely go watch it go see if you have a netflix account and you don't have anything to do for an hour and 24 minutes definitely check it out i mean that's my 
pre-fear flop rating. I think it's going to be a, <laughs> a one to check out. I have, um, I have faith. Yeah, I have faith. And Robert England's in it. And oh, yeah. So, fucking Robert England, of course. Yeah, so, you know, if you're a... The master of fucking horror, Robert England, is in this movie. Yes, which so. automatically gives it... A fear yeah. rating. And not of a course. Flop. So, <laughs> go check it out. We're going to give you the pre-fear rating. Um, but the director is Toby Meekins which this is going to be his directorial debut. He has a few little shorts under his name. Um, uh, I think one that I, I re- researched up on, it's called Ghost, I think, and it's about a dude who falls in love with this ghost, but he can only see the ghost when he holds his breath. So, interesting. <laughs> haven't seen the short myself, so I don't really know like what happens in it. Like, Does he hold his breath until he dies? I don't know. Uh, could be, but I think it's an interesting story. I mean, it might be an interesting, like, actual, like, big movie. I, I don't know, but it's, it's just a little short, probably, like, five minutes I have long. seen that in the past. I forget which movie specifically it was, but there's, like, one little short that they did as, like, this is our scare that we, like, our big scare that we want to do. But so many movies started copying the scare then. Yeah. Because he That's... released the short on YouTube first before he made his feature. Yeah. And I forget which one it was now. I think it was the one where it was, like, the lights turning off and then the person standing there, and then you turn the lights back on and they vanish. Oh. I don't I know if you've ever seen of... that scare before in movies. No, but I, there's a lot of movies that incorporate that. Yeah. Now, so. yeah. It was a short that this one director did a while ago before he did a feature-length film on it, and yeah. it, like, took off in the horror community for a while. Like, yeah. a lot of directors were poaching that scare. Damn. So I think now we're just going to dive right into it. I feel like that's all that we have pre-talk to give you guys um, at the moment. Uh, like I said, we already kind of gave you a fear rating right off the bat just because of yeah, Robert Englund's involvement and <laughs> that it seemed like a cool story. Um, but we're going to cut now. We're going to go watch the movie. We'll be back. I mean, it'll be like seconds for you, but it's going to be an hour and a half for us. But we'll be back to give you an accurate an accurate review and a real fear rating, and we'll talk about some spoilers. So if you haven't seen it, Go watch it first, and then come to, come back to the podcast if you want. Or if you don't care for spoilers and just want to listen anyway, go right for it. But at this point forward, there will be spoilers ahead. So it's giving you that warning. Um, yeah. All right. See you after the break. Congratulations. You are worthy. And remember, reality is cursed. Special. You are fired. Saw the eviction notice. This used to be a good neighborhood. What's this? Cursor. The 125 grand prize. There are a ton of unclaimed prizes from retro games. Could be easy money. You know Wilkie's on 37th? Yes, I do. Meet me there tonight at 1.30. It's a date. It's a deal. It's not like anything I've ever seen before. It seemed to affect reality. You have to choose, Kayla. Choose or die. Clean up. 
was he doing? It's almost putting the words on the screen before I say them. I don't see how a video game can kill someone. The more the cursed suffer, the more the cursed uh, benefits. If it sent you here, it can't be for anything good. It's gonna hurt. We gotta choose, Caleb. I think you might be what it was looking for. to uh post movie watch uh yeah that's definitely a movie like you said uh i was expecting something good and so i'm glad that you know i i was disappointed i'll say that um i know adam has a little bit of a problem with the ending but we can we'll tackle <laughs> that we'll start with uh Hold of... this is the last spoiler warning before yeah. we go forward you don't want to hear anything clear away and then come back later yeah. once you watch it. Definitely, initial fear of flop rating is a definite fear. Go watch it. Um, I wouldn't give this a flop at all. No, definitely not a flop. Um, <clears throat> my fear rating off of that is a 9. I think it's going to be hard for any movie to get a 10. But I'll give it a 9. You know, 8.59. Definitely check it out. I don't know. What would you give it? I don't know what I'd put it at. It's definitely higher than a 5. Yeah. Like, definitely higher 5 or 6. But probably... I'd probably stick around like seven or eight. Okay, so he yeah. says seven and eight. I say nine. He's more picky than I am, though. So yeah, probably gonna give a lot of movies more higher ratings than he will. But <laughs> I think You're it was wrong at all. Yeah, I think it was really well done. I think it was really well put together. The story flowed very well. Um, it started off interesting. Like it wasn't like a slow build. Like a lot of scary movies there. Oh yeah, it builds. goes like. There's no like initial setup or anything it's just like it's right into the story yeah. it's fucking awesome and like a breath of fresh air from like the slow horror movies that we've been getting lately yep like the next episode of the podcast is going to be midsummer and we already know michael's seen it already it's such a slow build-up to the end and yep. it's that's what we keep getting out of horror and i love these like we're right into this. Like, you get the character development while you're going through the story. Yep. Like, you know who each of these characters are, like, as the story's progressing. There's no, like, blatant, oh, this is me montage of everybody. Yeah, yeah like, <clears throat> it's, and it's only an hour and 24 minutes. Midsummer is, like, a three-hour-long movie. So just in comparison to that, like, you get right into the character development. You don't need, like you said, some, like, crazy backstory. You know right away that this girl is suffering and, like, her family's suffering and, and all this, like... And you can feel empathy for her character right away without having to take, like, an hour to understand her and, like, her background. Like, it just, it dives right into it, which is nice. probably talk about, like, a little bit of what happened. Yeah, I mean, we can dive into the beginning. I mean, obviously, the beginning starts off with the first family, like, not um, Kayla, which is the main person of the story. Her name is Kayla. She's the one who discovers the game then um, and starts playing, and it kind of just takes from her perspective for the majority of the movie. Um but the very beginning opening scene is this completely different family, uh, and it's, like, some dad. It's just, like, a stereotypical, like, white nuclear family, yeah. like a mom and dad and a kid. Yep. Um, and he's, you know, in his room, he's, like, 
It's an 80s collector. Yeah, like, yeah. He has big VHS everywhere. He has video games everywhere. He's listening to Gary Newman on vinyl. Like. Yeah. So, you know, that kind of vibes. And his son is just, seems a little disrespectful, like, yelling at his mom about, like, how his dad's, like, worthless and, you know, just so addicted to the 80s that he's, like, no good. So that's kind of how the, the theme starts off. And then, you know, he goes into his room, closes off his door because he's probably, I'm sure, irritated with what his son's saying. And, um he starts to play this this game and it's starting to augment his reality in like real time and it's kind of crazy immediately like first 15 minutes of the movie we have our first yeah like, first insane. not kill yeah because it didn't die but spoiler like, for the end like the kid comes back but yeah but it, it was an intense scene you know and he makes the the choice is um what her ears his tongue or something yeah, like that yeah. and it's like what i mean obviously us as the viewers know what that means but he's kind of looking at it like what the, like what like you just filled up my or uh, filled up my my beer can with uh with more beer oh yeah like that's like such a innocent choice yeah. first and then it goes to his tongue or her ears and he's just kind of like what and then he's not making the choice so then he starts to go like that sound because he's gonna choose or die you know he's gonna die if he doesn't make a choice and then it cuts to you know the, the uh, his wife cutting his son's tongue out of his mouth and it's like holy shit like right away like within the first 10 minutes <laughs> there isn't I noticed like I thought there was gonna be a lot more like torture pornish like aspects to it yeah. but there was a lot like there's two off screen deaths I think mm. uh, well, the first one I get I mean I count that one as a death obviously the tongue thing though yeah. and then it went into the the suicide at the restaurant with the girl who yeah that, oh yeah that whole thing and then her mom and then isaac and then the dude at the end well then the fight scene first the boss fight scene or whatever and mm -hmm. then the dude at the end so i mean i think out of all those i think only one person died well two the, the dude the, the drug yes, dealer yeah. dude because it was the, the lady at the restaurant died and then the the, the dude at the end like yeah, they never, dealer. like, showed anybody actually dying. Yeah, yeah. I mean... They showed the body of the dude at the end, but they never showed, like, him yeah. actually dying. Yeah, that's true. And same thing with the, 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 the waitress. You didn't see her die, you just seen her eat the fucking glass. <laughs> and then it just cuts to the... Uh, A lot to... of stuff was, like, it was shown in the trailer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So many, like, literally, like, all the deaths were shown in the trailer, which kind of... Pretty much. Sucks. Like, the two... Yeah, like, the two main ones yeah. that were, like, the most cringy ones, they did show you in the trailer. There's, like, really nothing more cringy than that, yeah, I don't even think. Then, it's like they don't show it happening. It's just, it cuts away the second it's about to happen. Kind of exactly what it shows in the trailer. Yeah, pretty <laughs> much. It just shows that. Yeah. So that's, that, I guess, that's a disappointing aspect, and it would have been nice to kind of see it through, even though it would have been way more gory. Oh, yeah, it disgusting. would have been, like, a hard, hard yeah, R. Like, yeah, for sure. <laughs> this like was only song. rated, like, TVMA, which yeah. I guess... I, I feel like Walking Dead is TVM, right? Yeah, I don't know. So it kind of like holds worse, back. Though. It is, but it's not. It's kind of like, it feels like it holds back like yeah. way too much. I, I feel like for a TVMA rating, they definitely should have shown and Especially more. for being on Netflix as well. Yeah. I don't know if Netflix bought it after it was like a short film, or not short film, but like a film festival movie. Yeah, like yeah, I don't know yeah. if Netflix bought it in that yeah, time. Yeah, no, I'm not sure, but... I guess, yeah, for a TVMA rating, definitely I expect a little bit more gore than that. Yeah. Still, I mean, for what it showed and what it was, like, it still was insane and uh, definitely, like, 
gore warning and it's you know there are certain scenes where it's like you're cringing your face because you're like oh gross like yep. that's nasty <laughs> so like it's not downplaying what happens in it but just you you would expect more from a tv ma rating i guess you know like um, it's not you fully go into this movie expecting like full saw like torture porn splatter film but yeah. it's not it's a pretty it's just like it's oh torture porn like I'd call it almost a teen movie. Like, kind of how Fear Street's, like, yeah, like toes that line yeah. of, like, well, it's more bloody for, like, kids, but it's still, like, young enough, enough. to be, yeah. like, teenage-ish movie. Yeah. It's kind of like that. Can I just say, though, I fucking love Robert Englund. Yeah. <laughs> like, with the computer part, and then him having, like, the little phone. Yeah, the little voicemail yeah. thing. And the fact that he's like Hollywood royalty, yeah, yeah. Or horror, okay. horror royalty. I can't say I it. I know. I can't. Horror royalty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, between those two things, it was, yeah, Robert Englund's the fucking best. Yeah, that was a nice touch to have him in it. Um, even if it was just his voice, like he's not in it. Like physically, yeah. you don't see him at any point. Um, Wasn't there like a picture of him or something on the trailer as well? There. There was, like, in the very beginning scene, they had the poster, the Nightmare on Elm Street poster, next to the dude's computer. But remember, there was, like, a still from it, and it had him with, like, his eyes sewn or whatever? Maybe. Could have just been, like, the like the skull background in the, the cursor video game itself, but they could have maybe... I could have sworn you sent me, like, a picture or something of a bunch of stills from the trailer, and one of them was, like, Robert Ingram with, like, his eyes sewn shut or something. No, it's for a different movie. Oh, was it? That's for a different... Uh, oh, okay. I forget what movie that was, but I was like, that looks like Robert England. And you're like, it is. I was like, oh, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. It was for something else. Yeah, yeah. No, it wasn't for this. But um, no, I get what you, I get what you're saying now. <laughs> but no, still his presence in there and his voice is still, you know, iconic. And just to have, you know, to be a, this is his, uh, the director, Toby Meekins, his directorial debut, like I said. So to even have Robert England be a part of it in even such oh, a yeah, short, short a way is like incredible. First yeah. movie. Absolutely. Like, I'd definitely be interested to see more work from him in the future. Yeah. So, and it's the movie definitely the ending sets it up for a second and a sequel. There's there's no yeah, doubt about it. There's definitely going to be a choose or die too. Should we go into it? <laughs> I mean, we can. I, like I said, you've had plenty of spoiler warnings at this point. So if you're still listening, you've already watched it or you don't care. So, um, but the ending, you know, she has this final boss battle that she has to do with the dude from the very beginning, the family that we were talking about. Um, she ends up having to go to his house and his family's there. The wife and son are obviously like deeply controlled by this dude. Like they're terrified. And when the, the, the game starts up again, like they even like, like run off screen. Like the son's like so scared of this like theme song that comes on. Oh, well, yeah. The second the Kayla walks into the room, like he's panicking and like yeah. mumbling and shit. Yeah. Like he doesn't know what's, what's he's going to get hurt again. <laughs> That's yeah. Um, but she has to fight this dude, basically. It's like a him or her type thing. Like, it's he's going to die or she's going to die. And whoever wins that battle wins the game. Because they're both technically playing, even though you only really see her story throughout the whole movie. The both both of them are still playing. So the end, it's, it's, it's a him or her situation. So, you know, the ending plays through the boss battle. And what's interesting about that is the fact that, you know, him or her, you think that they're hurting each other. So, like, her stabbing herself is hurting him and him punching himself is hurting her so it's opposite which i thought was a really cool twist um didn't um, expect it so that was pretty 
pretty well, then cool. the whole time the son is like fighting for his dad and yeah. then the mom like turns on her husband and fights yeah, yeah, yeah. for so the son's trying to hurt the dad but it, it's it's not hurting him it's hurting her and then the wife is trying to hurt um kayla because whatever is done to kayla hurts um whatever is done to kayla hurts the guy. The guy. I don't know his name. I don't know if they ever... Anyway, as we were saying before, we were rudely interrupted. <laughs> By my mother. <laughs> um, the ending is playing out, and, you know, the son is trying to hurt the father, but indirectly that's trying to hurt Kayla, and the, and the mother is trying to hurt Kayla, which indirectly hurts the father. So it's kind of like, it's, it's, it's interesting to see it's that... It's like a four-way battle royale. Yeah. Like, it's a wrestling match, essentially. Pretty much. <laughs> Everybody's... Pretty much. Finding whatever weapons closest to him to kill yeah. themselves, pretty much. And it's, you know, something that definitely, like, I think irritated me a little bit at that kill scene was that, you know, after he slits his throat and she's in the pool drowning, trying to drown herself so that it drowns him, and he slit his throat, she, and, you know, he starts choking because she's not dead yet. She's just in the pool, like, bleeding out, but trying to drown herself so that it drowns him. And he's just kind of standing there, like, realizing that he's choking and he can't breathe. I mean, logically, you, wouldn't you think to jump in the fucking pool and go get this girl out of the pool and, like, you know, let her just bleed out? The ending felt rushed. Yeah. It yeah. really did. I mean, for being an hour and 24 minutes, I prefer movies that are about that length and not much longer. But I, it did feel like, you know, there could have been more to that. Or, it I don't stretched know. out like 10 more minutes, and you could have filled it in a long yeah. time. Yeah. Like, if there's deleted scenes or something in it that then weren't able to make it i'm sure i'm sure there probably is that's i'm sure uh it'll be interesting it is toby meekham's first movie yeah that's i'm definitely not you know not knocking them it's definitely a well-made movie and uh really well directed just feel like just some little plot holes and i know adam's like torn up over the fucking the police thing oh my god the fucking cops dude (laughs) the first 20 minutes of the movie the fucking cops are at kayla and her mom's house trying to wonder well, like, what, what happened with the on? suicide yeah. with the girl? She was there. She made a statement. And then they're like, oh, we need to talk to her again. The whole fucking movie goes by, and they never <laughs> talk again. The cops <laughs> just vanish. There's, everyone's dying around this girl. Everyone's getting hurt around this girl. And the cops are nowhere to be fucking found. <laughs> As he is, like the first thing that he said once the... Well, he said it a few times during the movie. But as soon as the movie was over, he was just like... When did the cop question there? And I'm like, dude, really? Like, so who gives a shit? About the cops. <laughs> I'm so I'm I'm irritated with that final death scene that he didn't try and go get her out of that fucking pool instead of just, and he just instead stood there but and just drowned to death. What pissed me off too is they don't show the mom or the son trying to get Kayla out of the pool. They just cut from her like bleeding yeah. out and drowning in the pool yeah. and see her like finger twitch and then it cuts to black like a weird friday the 13th like jump scare like yeah. unless that's what he was trying to do it's like, yeah ooh, and then she's just magically sweat. out of the pool talking yeah. to the mom and son or, yeah. yeah so i mean i guess you can kind of pick that too but uh i feel like the police thing let yeah. that go i could not <laughs> dude it was so annoying because they they make it a point in the movie to say she needs to come back again for questioning yeah. about her statement yeah and it's just it it's never addressed. <laughs> You're fully expecting, yeah, just, like, a full, like, police station go. scene <laughs> where she has to, like, explain what she saw again. I just, no. Like, yeah. Okay, continue on. Okay, continue. <laughs> Unless, like you said, they, they 
the mom does go into like the trauma of her losing yeah her little brother. brother like the little brother, brother drowns brother. in the pool yeah that's the whole big plot device throughout the whole thing mm-hmm. yeah her b- brother dies in a pool and the mom says well we have trauma in our family from that and i'm wondering if that's like the movie's excuse to try to write off like the police questioning him but that's if you see somebody like kill themselves like that, even if you yeah, have trauma, the cops are gonna want. I mean, no, I still want your eyewitness account of like what happened to this person. Like, I mean, I, I mean, it could have played out. Glass. <laughs> <laughs> it could have played out in the universe that they did question her, and it just didn't make it to the movie because it probably would have just been boring questioning, like, oh, like what happened, and then she just tells the story, and they just kind of like assume she's crazy or like you know or then just why assume. make it a point to address it in yeah the i get it but I don't know. <laughs> i'm just not hung over uh, hung up on it like you are but i get it i get why you're frustrated yeah. but um what i think uh, i guess what, what was your favorite kill from it really your favorite scene which oh, one do you think was the, the most guy interesting the guy at the end, the guy at the my, end yeah he's my favorite yeah that's it's, true. It was so deserved. I really, I enjoyed the restaurant one when she ate glass, even though I didn't really enjoy it because it was I disgusting. I did like Isaac. But Isaac was the tape. Oh yeah, it was tape. Kind of, that it was, was cool. that. I didn't like that though because I didn't want him to die. That's <laughs> true. I'm so upset. <laughs> I was an undeserved. Death. I was really hoping that it was gonna be like Jumanji, where you know she beats the game and then it just kind of like rewinds to when she first started to play it. Yeah. I was really hoping for that, but. What was that? How I laid out. realized why there was like flashbacks at the end, but like it was unneeded. Like the whole well, thanks for making me look like a superhero thing. Like yeah. that, it felt completely unneeded. Maybe I mean, like the ending of this movie just it, was not good. I mean, like, the, the ending plays out like it's gonna be some Death Note type thing. Yeah, like, where yeah, she's gonna be yeah. able to choose who dies next. Like who's the the guy who created the game kind of asks her like, well, where does this go now? And she's like, to whoever deserves it. That's exact. That's exactly what it fucking is. It's like Death Note with Saw, mixed with Jumanji. Yeah, mixed with Jumanji. <laughs> that's exactly what this is. Yeah, I mean, interesting still, nonetheless. Like I said, I definitely watch it again. I might even go watch it later on tonight, maybe. I'm wow. wondering if it could have been done better, but I don't think so. Yeah, I mean, for a uh, for a director uh, debut, I think he did a really good job. I feel like yeah. it's really well put together. There's obviously some little things that could have been, you know, different or, or enhanced, but for what it is, I think it was pretty dope. And it's I, definitely yeah, for one hundred percent, it's really good like entry for yeah. Toby Meekins in the genre. Yeah, and I think probably I'd probably agree with you with my favorite death probably be that guy too. I liked the glass one just because I think that that was insane, but I feel like the most deserving one would have been the the drug dealer dude, and I'm really glad that that happened. So it does feel nice that like the first kill and the last kill are like the best kills in the movie because it, yeah, like you do get lackluster one. I guess Isaac's is pretty lackluster. It feels more like cartoonish than anything because of the film thing. Yeah, but, I mean, uh, yeah, I just. I really didn't want Isaac to die, so that one kind of upset me. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> hoping for, you know, maybe part two, maybe he'll come back to life. I don't fucking know. <laughs> but uh, no. <laughs> I think um, the the scene where it, it's her and Isaac before he dies, like the scene before he dies, and they're going through, like, the red door, blue door thing, and they go into the red door, and, um, you know, she's chasing after her brother. That gave me very big it vibes when Bill well, it's literally, was chasing it's after like the shining hedge maze. Yeah, like, that's exactly that scene. Yeah, so mixed with that, mixed with then it. So yeah. I mean, there's obviously very 
Also, uh, Jennifer's body a little bit. Oh, yeah, with the pool scene? Yeah, yeah absolutely. When she's, like, eating the dude's fucking neck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. For sure. Um, so, you know, you got a mix of all these, like, iconic horror movies in it, and it's, you can clearly see, you know, his influence and, yeah, like, you can what see he was 100% going for. where the inspiration's yeah. coming. I mean, in the first freaking or 15 minutes, or no, five minutes of the movie, you get a Nightmare on Elm Street poster. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Like Robert England's in it. Yeah. Nightmare on Elm Street is front and center. Yep. It cuts back to, like, the poster multiple times throughout the movie. So you know that he's a horror fan. Yep. Like, you know where some of his ideas are coming from. Yeah. Very true. Um, I think I'm, like, firm in my... Now that I'm thinking about the ending, though, I think I have to knock it down to a seven, like a fear seven. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm probably going to do like an 8.5. I'll stick with an 8.5. I won't give it a solid That's nine, true. but I'll do an 8.5. I think it was pretty well put together, and I'm not going to critique it too hard just because it's the dude's first, like, legit movie. So I feel like for his first debut, like, I think that's pretty well done, and I think... I'll definitely watch it again. I'm the type of the person. I'm the type of person who will watch a movie thirty fucking times. I've seen the It movies thirty fucking times each. I don't know. I watch movies over and over and over again. And um, so I think this will definitely be one that I that I add to that as well. It's really well well done. Yeah. I'll definitely like revisit it if I'm ever like Robert England marathon or something. Yeah. But um, yeah, definitely check it out if you haven't yet. If you have a Netflix account, um, definitely go watch it. If you want to borrow your friend's Netflix account, go watch it. Um, definitely a fear, not a flop. 100%. Alright, I think that's it for this week. Yeah, I think that's final wrap-up. Um, you know, any other questions or things that ever, anybody wants to know, you can follow our Facebook page at the Deadlight Society Podcast. Um, I think that's the only page we have running at the moment just because we're, this is our first episode. We're just starting up. So we'll get more pages and possibly a discord up eventually. Uh, I'm just going to try to start low and slow for now since we're, you know, just starting up and we don't really have a following yet. So just, just chilling, chilling and killing. Um, also feel free to email us at uh, deadlightsociety at gmail.com for any suggestions for the pod. Yep, you can email us uh, at that, or you can do the Facebook page. Whichever works, doesn't matter. Um, like we said previously, our next movie is Midsummer, um, which is a movie that I've seen before and Adam has not. I've only watched it once, though, and it was a really long time ago. I've like seen when it first... a little bit of it. Yeah. I haven't seen all of it. It was a while ago for me, so I don't remember the whole thing. But that's on deck, so that will release next week. Um, but, yeah, I mean, until then, like I said, just follow our pages yep. and any questions any recommendations hit us up for those and just a thank you to any audience that has tuned in and has stuck with out this whole podcast all right till next week till next week